this week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com. Google launches the Pixel 5 and more, but wait, the DOJ is suing them. Amazon says you can pay with your palm, and the LG Wing lands on Verizon for $1,000. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week, and it's Friday, October, October 2nd, 2020. My name is Kirk Corliss, along with... And I'm Scott Ertz. And this is episode 72 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live at gncweekly.com forward slash live, as well as Facebook Live. So please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you miss a live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are in listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We can find it on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app like Amazon Music. If you have a comment, be it on social media or email, and those all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. Um, I was out last week. I was fighting a head cold. I am back, and Scott is here as well. Um, it's a lot of news this week. Um, there are all other stuff that's going on in the world as well, um, which I'm not going to get into because it's not a politics um, podcast. It's a tech news podcast. Um, so we're going to jump. <laughs> we're going to jump. Best case scenario. Right in. Um, right. <laughs> Exactly right. Um, so we're going to jump in with tech news from this week. And first up, um, Google held its launch night in um, event on Wednesday. How Google named that event is behind me. Um, so they made some announcements. <laughs> they made some announcements. Um, and first uh, is the um, Pixel 5. Uh, it has um, 5G, which some people probably won't get 5G in their particular area. Um, a lot of news about the Pixel 5 were leaked way in advance, which which this event made no, a no-brainer. Um, the notable design, the notable design change for the um, 4A was its no-knock screen, which included a pin pinhole front-facing camera. The same style screen is here on the Pixel 5. It's six inches, 23 by 40 by 1080. Uh, there's um, now, speaking of, now there was an XL, there's no XL this year, it's only just Pixel 5. Uh, it also includes the faster 90 hertz refresh rate that will introduce, introduce, in, in, introduce in last year Pixel 4. Like last year Pixel, the 5 has a dual camera on the back, but instead of going with the standard and telephoto, standard and telephoto arrangement, Google swapped out the telephoto lens for an ultra wide angle shooter. It's the same 12 megapixel sensor that Google has used for its last three phones is here, but this time it's paired with a 16 megapixel sensor for the wide angle shooter. Also to bring back the fingerprint sensor. Um, as far as the internals, um, the uh, as expected from the leaks and a lot of news, um, they are cutting a corner, likely because of affordability. The processor is Snapdragon 765. 5G and the Pixel 5 has 8 gigs of RAM. Also includes a 4,000 milliamp battery, which is larger than the batteries in previous Pixel phones. It also includes um, Qi wireless charging, and you can also share the battery to wireless charging, wireless charge up a set of Pixel Buds. 
It's also water resistant. Uh, and also, um, now we talked about the um, the iPhone. Was it the iPhone we talked about it was in green, or what phone was it that was in green? It yeah, was the same. Yeah. It was the, okay. Um, the, the iPhone 11 Pro came in a green, and then uh, okay, Samsung came in some colors, and then the new like iPhones copper. don't come in fun colors for high end phones. Right, we talked about that. That's right. That's right. We talked about that. <sighs> So this year, it's only in two colors. And I can remember what you mentioned it and a listener mentioned it um, two weeks ago. Uh, black and sage green. It starts oh. with $699 with 128 gigabytes of storage. And I'm getting one. I'm getting one in black. <laughs> but um, that that's a good price point, especially for what it comes with. Love the Pixel. I've had it for the past few years. They're great phones. Um, there we go. Oh, there we go. We're back. Okay. We just <laughs> that was weird. We just lost each other for a second. Um, what I was going to say is, um, uh, I love Pixel Pixel phones. I've had them for a few years. Great camera. Um, Google the soft Android is always on. Gets continuous updates versus like the Motorola phones or Samsung phones. You have to wait endlessly for the, um, the updates, but this is a great phone. I, I personally recommend it. I love them. They're great. Yeah, that that pure Google experience uh, mm-hmm. makes it so that there's no real delay on upgrades. And if, mm-hmm. if you're a developer and you want to see the next version of Android ahead of time, having a Pixel is the way to do it um, mm-hmm. because because they're not messing around with anything. There's no extra UI on top of it or any of the things that you get from Samsung or Microsoft or Motorola or whoever. Um, it's just Android. And so mm. it's the it's the platform where you can get, you know, Android 11 right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that definitely makes them more attractive. They're definitely... Um, they're never ambitious phones. Which is fine. Google's never been a particularly, from a hardware perspective, has never been a particularly ambitious company. They let other people do that. Um, mm-hmm. In the same way that Microsoft used to, under, under, ooh, something's happening yeah. in your background. In the way that, um, that Microsoft was under, under both Bill Gates and uh, Steve Ballmer, you know, Microsoft wasn't a particularly ambitious company. They'd let other companies try, try things, fail them. And then once it was established, they'd go, okay, now we're in. Now, now right. we're going to join whatever this industry is. Uh, and Google's mm-hmm. kind of the same way. You know, their phones are never ambitious, but they're solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're never, you're never going to get, you know, Google's never, uh, the Pixel is never going to be the first phone to roll up or, you know, whatever weird next thing comes in phones. <laughs> Google's never going to be that company, but, uh, but the stuff that they put out is physically solid. And so that's, yeah. that's important for a lot of people. Yeah. And the, and also it's the quality and I, and they're about more of the, the pure, pure Google experience, but also the, you know, the, the camera a lot of people when they get it when they get a phone when they get a smartphone, um, it's not necessarily the apps per se, but it's like they but they but they're shooting photos and video you know le- left and right, and 
I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, and they've been, they have improved over the years. But I can, like, I think it was Pixel 3a, or no, I'm sorry, not Pixel 3a, it was the 4. There was a lot of complaints about, or last year's phone, excuse me. Um, there were a lot of complaints about the camera, the, um, the build quality. I'm surprised. What really the, surprises me the, is the, that, purple, the purple camera problem. Exactly. That's exactly. Yep. That's exactly. But what's surprising is that, that they're not coming out with an XL. They're just coming out with a plain, with just regular with five. And also too, like with the 5G, good luck trying to, I mean, again, I'm in New Jersey. I mean, I know you're you know, in Florida. I mean, so it's like the 5G air, 5G, you know, connectivity is like not that, I mean, there's few, few and far between, but why would Google jump in all in on 5G when it's not really available yet? Uh, I don't know. They're, they're... A, there's a lot of people that buy a phone and keep it for two plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that timeline, 5G will be ubiquitous. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you're buying a phone today and you're planning to keep it for two years plus, then, right. you know, being prepared for that, that technology makes sense. You know, I, I never survive a phone that long, uh, <laughs> but, but that's because I'm doing product reviews and stuff. So, um, right. So for me, the fact that, you know, my surface doesn't have 5G mm-hmm. didn't concern me because by right. the time, by the time 5G is ubiquitous, this phone will be replaced. So I'm not all that worried about it, but mm-hmm. you know, if you're buying a phone for a long-term investment, it might be worth putting the the little bit in now. As far as the XL is concerned, I'm not going to lie. A lot of what's happening right now has to do with production capability. Right. Uh there could be and likely is an XL design prototyped made, but they had to prioritize what they thought would sell better because they could mm-hmm. probably produce two phones right now with all that's happening in China. And mm-hmm. so they produced the XL and the five or the regular and the 5G and the XLs on a shelf waiting uh, for product production uh, levels to grow it's it's exactly what we know is happening with apple uh Mm -hmm. there's there's five models of the new iphone that will be announced Mm -hmm. at some point in the future um which we don't know when because it Mm -hmm. should have already happened uh right which is sign one and sign two is that when they are announced i think only three of the five are going to be available at launch and the other two are going to come possibly months later right and so Google may have gone the other way and just said, you know what? We're just not going to talk about it until it's ready. <laughs> let's not tease. Let's not tease a phone that we're not currently manufacturing and may not be able to for months and months and damage mm-hmm. our own sales. Let's just whoop. These are the phones we're making right now because they're, they're infamous in a, in a uh, hardware generation for coming out right. with another one later, right? The A, as you mentioned, uh, <laughs> right. Coming right. out with, another one in the family months later, six, eight months later. And so right. that they may have just gone, you know what? Woo, we're not going to talk about Nexel. We've got it. We're not going to talk about it because we can't even produce it until next year. So we're just going to sell what we got. So do you think that maybe, and do you think, well, because I have a 3A and like I said, I keep, I have a phone for two plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely getting the five. So, but, um, but do you think that Google is, Jumping on since everybody's launching Samsung launch a 5G, Apple's gonna launch with 5G. Pretty much every manufacturer is coming off 5G. They do think that Google is like, you know what? We're going to 
put the XL aside for, like you said, or aside. So you think that they're jumping on the 5G bandwagon like everyone else? Yeah, I think they saw what happened to Microsoft mm-hmm. uh, in the press and the fact that the the Duo doesn't have it and that the Neo also will not have it. Um, I think that they saw the response to that and they said, we can't we can't get that same response in public. We we cuz cuz there was a lot of backlash on on this device not having it. There's a lot of de- <clears throat> a lot of backlash on the Neo currently listed as not having it, although the delay in the manufacturing may change that. Um but you know, there could be there there's a lot of considerations they have to make um when they decide what they are and are not going to produce and yeah, they're they're in a tough position because they they like Apple and Samsung tend to launch devices at once. Right. And then later might do something. Uh but you know, everything comes out once a year. Uh that causes problems. They wouldn't be able to do the five G they couldn't do in six months because the media would have already killed them over not having it now, but an XL they could have in four, three, four or five months. And everybody right. would be like, Oh, yay. The XL's <laughs> here. Right. <laughs> but nobody's going to slam them for not having it today. Because I think yeah. a lot of people are, are saying we under most, most people are looking at it going, you had to make a cut somewhere. Right. The XL makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That's my it's- guess. Okay, and yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I just, think, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, last generation, I feel like the XL didn't come out at the same time. No, it didn't. It, I think it came out a few months after. I think the so we might be doing the same thing here. That's a possibility. That's so. a possibility. And, I, and I'm hey, I mean, if so, I'm just debating on you know getting the five, you know, or because I love the XL. I have three A three A XL, and I love it. I. Mm-hmm. I it's a great phone. I mean, I've been using it constantly, and it's you know, it's you know, I'm not. I mean, I'm not really a fanboy, but it is so hard to go back. I I went I went from a Note to an S at one point, and boy, was that a transition back. Um, and then you know, most of the time I use for for personal and business stuff, I've been using the the Surface Duo. Um, but then like for work and development, I've got, you know, I've got an S10, I've got an iPhone, I've got, and I go and I hold them and I'm like, oh, these are like little toys. This is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because like, I've right. got, I've got a development iPhone X uh, in, in my office and mm-hmm. you hold that and you're really like, wow, this is like, this is like a prank. <laughs> this is so small. You really do get used to that bigger screen and it's real hard to transition back. So be prepared for that. If you do make that decision, go put, try and put your hands on one. If you can, I'll definitely do it. I'll definitely, I'll, I'll definitely have to check it out, but you know, we'll see what, we'll see what happens and uh, we'll keep an eye on it. All in right, addition I- to, in addition to confused product launches, which we've, we're just talking about. Google is also kind of known for confused product names which right. also came into play this week. 
Exactly, and that's the other, other. This is weird because they had for Android TV it's been for the past only for like only a couple of years. So they now decided it's going to be Google TV, since they're going to um, have their own Chromecast with Google TV, um, combining streaming services, live TV via YouTube TV. YouTube TV. They're trying to um, do like just like Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, to have a one-stop shop to replace cable TV outright, it'll work with uh, most of the top streaming offerings: Plus, um, HBO Max, Netflix, and so on, and so on, and also MP- NBC's Peacock. Um, live TV is accessible for those who have a YouTube YouTube TV membership in the states. It is sixty-five dollars a month. OMG! Yeah, and <laughs> is and keep in mind. Keep in mind that in the last 18 months, that price has gone up, I think, three times. Yes, and it, it, and it is probably not going to stop here. It's the mm-hmm. same thing we saw with whatever AT&T is currently calling their service because it's had four different names since they created it. Um, I think it's called it's AT&T AT&T TV AT&T now. Now, yep. AT&T. Um, uh, it, the prices just keep going up. The only one yep. that doesn't seems to be... Uh, uh, sling. Mm-hmm. So it's sixty five now, which mm-hmm. puts you in line with regular cable, mm-hmm. and and it's likely not to stop here. No. All important to remember, right? And I, because I really, which makes no sense how they've been changing. Not only how to change their name, um, but also they have. Sunsetted a lot of um, products and um, excuse me services over the past 10, 15 years, um, and it's uh, and so this is going to be something that yeah. it's going it's going to probably That's, don't die slow death. <laughs> that is because, in fairness, that is because Google is a software company, and right. we just talked about them not being ambitious in hardware. They mm-hmm. are overly ambitious in software. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they build and they release these things without ever asking, does this solve a problem? Google Wave, for example. To this mm-hmm. day, I have no idea what the hell that was trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And I used it. And I have no idea what it was trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they come used, out to I... market with this crap way too fast. They never ask, mm-hmm. will this solve a need that people have? And then... And then on top of it, the way their company is structured, um, team leaders basically get paid based on how many people are on their team and people can choose what team to be on. So what you end up with is competing operating systems. Currently, there are three operating systems inside of inside of Google. There's Android, there's Chrome, and there's um, uh, oh. It's got a name, uh, Violet, I think, is the name of it, um, which is it's still in prototype phase. They have three competing operating systems. And so what happens? They compete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you end up with Chrome OS that has its own development and app system, which is idiotic. So, mm-hmm. so they go, okay, well, we got to fix that. And so now Android apps come over. But you can't call them. You can't really call them Android apps, right? Because they're not running on Android anymore. So right. you kind of have to tweak the naming. And so what they had here was 
They had two pl- TV platforms <laughs> competing with each other. They had mm-hmm. Google TV and they had Android yeah, TV. And right. at some point, they started to phase away from Google TV, though it never actually shut down. Um, and then about a year ago, they made the announcement that they were going to phase out Android TV and go back to focusing on Google TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you think that's confusing, guys, go read all about Google's messaging strategy. Uh, yeah. How many messaging apps can one company possibly have that do not interact with one another? Um, and so, well, look so, at- so Google TV is the winner. That, yep. That's it. They've made the decision. Android TV isn't working. And the Mm -hmm. reason is because people who don't use Android feel uncomfortable with the idea because it has the Android name on it. Everybody, Mm -hmm. almost everybody uses Google services. They see the Google name. They don't feel like it's tied to their phone that they don't have. Well, actually, which is is part of what happened here. And also, too, not only did they announce about this, I guess you call it a branding, um, but also they're uh, updating the um, <laughs> the Google TV app. Um, so if you go into your Android phone, um, you can there'll be an update because it's taking Google Play movies and TV and combining it into the Google TV app. Yes, so- and at some point the name Google Play, which I said when they announced it was a terrible name, um, mm. that name will change. You think so, really? Absolutely, because they are they are quickly retiring all the things that made it Google Play. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the Android app. Android Mark. No, it was the yeah, it was the Android Marketplace. Um, right. Before they put TV, movies, music, and podcasts. Oh, right. TV and movies are gone. Music right. is gone. Podcasts mm-hmm. are gone. All that's right. going to be left is going to be apps. The name right. will once again be stupid. Right. <laughs> right. And so at some point that name changes again. I guarantee that name changes again. Um, what it becomes, I don't know. I, it doesn't go back to Android Marketplace because that was a terrible <sighs> name too. But really? at some point I, it I changes name. I, was, I, I thought that was kind of a, uh, a unique name because it's... The I mean, word was too long. They could have they then just said did Android Market. Didn't they have just that, Android Market? Or was it all Android Marketplace? I thought it was just Android, Android Marketplace. It was okay. such a terrible name. Okay. Um, and then they just started calling it Marketplace. And then the app said Market. Oh, and okay. The, okay. Like the app icon said Market. And then the right. app itself said Marketplace. It was a branding disaster. But okay. at some point, it changes names. I all hmm. but guarantee it. I don't know what it becomes, but... I can all but guarantee that it changes names again. I think because they're, they're on a they're on a whole like structural change mm. kick right now. Mm. Yeah, and I <laughs> for think... better, for better, for all the same reasons that and that Apple did it mm. two years ago. Because iTunes well, is a I big gonna... clunky mess, and so is Google Play. Google Play is a big clunky mess. Oh yeah. Oh, you absolutely. don't need to have eighteen features in one place. <laughs> Apps are easy to build, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially if you have an infrastructure. You have your right. marketplace base and you create an app for music and podcasts and TV. And <laughs> you don't have to try and put it all in one big. <sighs> yeah, that's the one thing I think that Android 
in its infancy was trying to stand out, was trying to dif- differentiate themselves from from Apple. And I think, oh, for you, know, sure. from, oh, you know, so that's why, you know, that's why I was like, because when I first heard of the name, I because I had a BlackBerry for many, many years and I didn't know about Android. I don't didn't really follow it as closely back then as I do a lot more now. And, you know, and the way it makes it stand out, stand out and how it complements a lot of things. But you're right. There's a lot of services like like when you're on that phone, like back in the day when it was like, you know, um, Google Play Music and, you know, and it was like, holy OMG. I'm just like, but now things are a little more cleaner now. Yeah. Um, oh, because, so because the world's worst name ever was Google Play Music <laughs> Podcasts. Oh, right. my God. What were they thinking? It's a good thing. It's, <laughs> it's a good thing, like you know, like back in the day, well, like when you with uh, F5 Live, you know, trying <laughs> to do your intro <laughs> for yeah. Google Play Music Podcast or Google. Play. <laughs> and I would, I would always struggle through it and then point out how terrible of a name it was. <laughs> Thank God that garbage is gone. Right. What That's a stupid right. name. That's why, yeah, because that's why when I was going to, that's why, yeah. <laughs> but the, so the good news is right. Google TV is taking over. That's the new name. Mm-hmm. That's the new interface. Right. That's the right. new interface. Mm-hmm. Um, and Android TV devices of a certain age and up, mm-hmm. anything that's still under support is actually going to get the Google TV upgrade. It's still mm-hmm. all based on Android. <laughs> right. Right. It's still Android behind the scenes. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's getting the new facelift. It's going to get the new branding. Uh, most mm-hmm. devices will get updated uh, with the new branding, which I think is great. So yeah. it'll be it'll be unified. There will not be older devices with the old name and newer devices with a new name. It's just going to it's mostly going to be a clean streak. Whoop! Everybody's going to be Google TV. Everybody will have the new interface, and I think that's that's good. Just like when Hulu stopped calling it Hulu Plus. They just started calling it Hulu, and everybody got the new interface across the board. Everybody got the new name, uh, except for poor PlayStation Three. Well, I just I checked, and I don't ha- I don't have the uh, update yet. So all I have is the well. If you guys can see it, oops, oops. see my screen here. Yep. It's cool. Yeah, it's not not showing up yet. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving in other makes me, wa- makes me wonder. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, moving in other Google announcements, um, they've also unveiled Nest Audio, and it's available this coming Monday um, for uh, $99. Um, the, the Nest Audio looks like a pillow shape, <laughs> and the speaker is available in a variety of colors, including chalk, charcoal, sand, sky, what the heck is is a color named sky and sand? It's it's better than Bondi blue. Right. Looking at you, Apple. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a sage color that matches the Pixel Five. I think that our listeners earlier maybe is going to be jumping on this green color. This this green color. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know if Travis will go for the green, but the fact that there are colors. Is right. is the thing? Like I have, I have the you know older generation uh, Google Home, which is the same thing. They just started changing the name. Um, mm. 
Uh, and, and I have it in red because mm-hmm. to have a piece of technology that's not black, silver, or white was nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I have to admit, I have a bl- I have a I have black. So, you know, I'm not I I'm not I'm very like you know I'm very neutral. I, I mean I'm not I mean I love colors. Don't get it wrong. I, I just I don't know. I I just find some of these names for these colors is just like really why can't his name them like green, blue? Well, I mean <laughs> I mean like I said again I don't what the I don't hell? know what why why were the iMac three Gs G3s all named after fruit. Who knows? <laughs> Except for Bondi Blue. Right, Bondi Blue. I don't know what in the world a Bondi is. I know. I just I think it's I think that's hilarious. I like to know like someone would pick up like um you know choice choice colors, you know, for uh, I like crayon like I'm thinking of the Crayola crayons. And some of them had like, uh, like a peach. What was that? Oh, I can't remember the names of these colors. But I'm just like, I, how they come up with these names? Like even Bondi Blue. I never knew that app. There was a phone called their name Bondi Blue. <laughs> it was it was that first Ooh. iMac G3. It was that uh, that blue that wasn't quite anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a fruit color, like everything else. It was just that bizarre. When everybody thought of an iMac, it was that that shade, that weird shade of blue. That was called Bondi blue. Why? Who mm-hmm. knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terrible branding. I I I agree with you hundred percent on that. There, I agree there with was you. a there. <laughs> okay, so on the iMac G threes, there was a. The Bondi Blue, whatever that means. Blueberry Grape Tangerine. Tangerine, not orange. It was orange. Tangerine. Lime Strawberry Graphite. Oh, we've lost the thread. And then Ruby Sage Indigo Snow. We've totally lost it now. And then it gets weirder. Blue Dalmatian. And Flower Power. What? Where do these names? What's exactly. happening? I rest my game. For the love of God, call it red. Right. Exactly. There's there's no na- need to call it Ruby. It's not. It's red. And let's just move right. on with our day. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. If if listeners out there and one watching live right now, please, if you if have you ever heard of a name or for a name for a color, please let us know, jamesweekly.com slash connect, because I would like to, like, what, <laughs> or, you know, just, like, do you feel that these colors of names should be Bondi Blue, or, um, again, um, Char- let's uh, use <laughs> Let's use Sage, because it turns out both companies used the name Sage. There is a right. Sage iMac, and there is mm-hmm. a Sage... Uh, Nest Audio, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? <sighs> People oh, are too boy. much for me sometimes. This, this is oh, hysterical. All right. Well, speaking of not historical news, um, and this is <laughs> yes, so on have, the other side of Google's house. 
Right. <laughs> the U.S. Justice Department is expected to sue Alphabet's Google as soon as next week and is currently urging state attorneys general to sign on to the lawsuit. This is according to um, sources from the process. The lawsuit is expected to accuse Google of looking in of looking to disadvantage rivals such as Microsoft Bing by depriving them of the data about users and user preferences that they need to improve and to advertise to people. Ding ding one. <laughs> the Justice Department has also been investigating Google's quote search advertising. The ads that appear under a search box if a person looks up a comment looks up a consumer item like, for example, dishwasher. Google controls the sales of the space under these searches as well as the tools it makes to make those ad sales. Um, Google has repeatedly, denied, has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing. The Justice Department declined to comment. Regarding search, Google has said users have access to other information sources like Twitter for news and Amazon for products. In advertising, it says companies, it competes with a large array of companies, including uh, Oracle and Verizon. State Which Attorney General. Which is such a weird choice of companies, mm -hmm. including mm -hmm. Oracle and Verizon. What? Facebook. Right. Say Facebook. <laughs> They're right. your big competitor. <laughs> I think uh, Google is trying to save face, and also too, they've been they would te they testified in front of Congress. I think it was a few months ago. Many times. And and yeah, oh, many times over the past like year and a half, if not if not longer, and basically they're trying to co not cover up. But they're trying to blow smoke up people's butts. I mean, they're yeah. clearly they're clearly and they're and basically they're um uh they're you know they're like they're saying that they're going against not going against but they're trying to fight lumping in Microsoft for whatever reason. Um, and it's like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. And, and there's no uh, way. I know why. I know why they mentioned Oracle. Mm. Uh, because the, the, the former CEO is a friend of Trump. Uh, uh, this is them trying to win points. What a silly oh. and what a silly idea okay. that will never work because the Justice Department isn't controlled by Trump cronies. Right. And <laughs> a it's terrible totally... idea. That's not gonna work. <laughs> That's, That's not, not gonna good. work. <laughs> mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Let's not go down that, Scott. Let's not go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> We're gonna I don't want to go off the rails. <laughs> it's a weird tactic. I, I'm always fascinated by the tactics. That, that these companies try and take even before these things happen because the right. suit hasn't been filed. It will be. Right. And there's a lot more facets to it uh, than just right. this because the thing that's really going to win um, support is the fact that when you do a Google search, Google promotes their own products and services in right. results above right. higher ranked results from other sources. That's the mm -hmm. thing that's going to get them in trouble. Um, the fact that the video, the video results always have uh, YouTube results first, even if there's a Vimeo uh, video that is more appropriate um, and has a higher search result, uh, they'll still show YouTube first. 
mm-hmm. and that's that's gotten them in trouble in the past uh, and in the EU in particular. And it's one of the facets that has been investigated by the Justice Department. And there's almost certainly uh, it's it's almost certainly going to show up in the in the suit when this happens. Guaranteed, this will happen. Um, I've said when they started this investigation two and a half years ago, I said, there's no way it doesn't end with, with uh, a suit of some sort. But do you think, and this goes back to what I was mentioning about TikTok a couple weeks ago in the last episode, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, yeah, about with TikTok, how government is, I mean, how, how, how should they not get into, I mean, Google is a, is a huge, like multi-billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. And if they and obviously their business practices are sketchy, granted. But with that being said, why should why the, the which, which there's no way this suit's gonna this suit's gonna like gonna is going to get anything out of it other than maybe press um, and having yet more lawmakers grill Sundar Pichai, you know on. You know, on this, on how about the research and how does it does it treat one company or one or one um, political campaign? I mean, that's what happened with with Facebook. You know, the same thing. They're grilling Mark Zuckerberg. You know, like they're saying that you know Facebook is biased, being so the right or doesn't lean to. I mean, I mean, this is something that I don't. I still don't. I still don't. I follow it. You know, I follow this. You know, often. You know, where government getting into something where they shouldn't be unless it is detrimental in some, in different aspects. So, so in this particular case, um, what's happening with the justice department is that this is an antitrust investigation. Mm -hmm. Um, This is literally their only job uh, (laughs) when it comes to to corporations, the Facebook stuff was political posturing um, Mm -hmm. because, because they're, are viable alternatives to Facebook. You don't right. have to spend time on Facebook. There's right. Twitter, there's LinkedIn, right. there's plenty right. of other options. Um, right. But when it comes to search, I mean, yes, I don't use Google search, but I'm mm. definitely a minority. Uh, mm. There, For most people, the belief is that there is not a competitor to Google for search. And so as soon mm. as that happens, as soon as, and and it's interesting because this has been brought up in court as well. And it was on the fence the last time. And the next time it happens, it will almost certainly go the other way. Um, their trademark uh, is on the line because as okay. soon as, as soon as a brand name starts being used as a generic verb to Google does not mean to use Google to search. It just means to search. Oh, right. and as soon as that happens, um, your position in the market is different. As soon as your brand name, ask Kleenex, as soon as your brand name <laughs> has has replaced the generic, um, you know, their spatula, for God's sake, is a brand name. And yet mm-hmm. nobody knows that. Everybody thinks that's a generic term. That is a capital S, my friend. And so <laughs> at, at some point, you know, you have affected the market so much that your brand name becomes a generic noun or verb. And when that happens, that is when antitrust investigations happen. And there are definitely, I mean, 
the antitrust investigations into Microsoft are what I I think most of the investigation, just like here, I think most of the investigation is nonsense, um, mm-hmm. but they have to investigate everything. I think with Microsoft, it was the same thing, but it did lead to what we now consider to be the open web um, because, because it, it made it possible for the other browsers to actually be able to compete when previously that was not a possibility. The other guys just could not get a foot in. And today, Microsoft's browser market share is less than 10%, and it used to be 90%, despite the fact that there were three other browsers on the market. They had nothing. They were nothing. In fact, Internet Explorer in in the late 90s was the top browser even for Mac. They owned the market. And uh, mm-hmm. the antitrust investigations helped fix that so that so that there was growth on the web. Because if you only have one browser, you get no growth. You know, nothing gets better because everybody's just playing to the one company. And that's what's happening here. There's no growth. Um, search hasn't gotten better. It's gotten worse in the last six or seven years. In the old days of Lycos and Dogpile and, you know, everybody fighting how to make the best search engine, everybody got better. But nobody's trying to get better today because there's nothing you can do. You know, DuckDuckGo, way better search engine. Bing, Mm -hmm. honest to God, way better search engine when you're looking for tech stuff. Not for everything, but for tech stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet they have no market share. That, so that's the kind of thing. And then when you put, then you take that position and then you apply it to your other stuff to enhance your other stuff. That's the definition of antitrust. Okay. So in this case, this is, like I said, with the Facebook stuff, totally mm. political posturing and total nonsense. It annoys me to no end when it happens. Right. Facebook is a private platform. They have the right to censor if they want to. <laughs> whatever stupid thing they want to right. do. It's totally their choice um, because there's alternatives. But when it comes to search, there really isn't. And mm-hmm. then using that that lack of alternative and building it into your operating system and building it into, you know, into your phones and into your mm-hmm. TVs and into YouTube and then using mm-hmm. it to up YouTube and then using YouTube to enhance it. Uh, that's That's where trouble starts. Um, so I think the investigation, I think the investigation is legitimate in this case. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if anything will come of it just like I don't legally, I don't know if anything will come of it legally, right? but I think culturally what will come of it is what happened, uh, is what kind of the Microsoft one. I mean, what Microsoft Mm -hmm. got a $250 million slap on the wrist or something like that. But in, in the end, we ended up with dozens of web browsers, all better than the last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and so that a, might be what happens here. So basically, there's not going to be... Uh, you, so you don't think that this... Is, I, honestly, I don't think this is going to come much much of it. I mean, it's going to spend... They're going to spend, you know, X amount of... You know, again, it's government dollars. My whole thing is that with government going into looking into companies, you know, they have to have reasoning behind it but also in the same token is that when just department is using taxpayer monies to file a lawsuit against a again a a huge billion dollar or close to trillion dollar company 
um, is, you know, I just don't see how money can be spent, you know. In- uh, so, so the, the, the burden of proof comes on the department of justice. Um, mm-hmm. They have to have a good faith basis of a positive outcome to be able to file the suit in the first place. Um, that's how, okay. that's yeah. how it works with any attorney general. So mm-hmm. if a suit is filed, they have a good faith basis that a positive outcome, not necessarily a court win, but a positive outcome will come of it. Um, right. And so in this case, the positive outcome could be, um, you know, some sort of a cordoning off of search inside of Google um, so that other search engines can actually get a leg up in the industry, something like that. Mm. That All of that would be a positive mm-hmm. because when there's no competition, nothing gets better. And we definitely need competition in that space. Oh, absolutely. I can I can think of several search engines that are way better than Google that nobody mm-hmm. uses because mm-hmm. Google uses their position in mobile to enhance search right. and their position in search to enhance YouTube and their position in YouTube to enhance music. And they right. so they've created this ecosystem that is different than Apple's because Apple's is entirely closed. Google's is right. entirely open and but they control it with an iron fist so hopefully what we'll see come out of this if anything will be um a better (coughs) response for google's competitors um right which is better for consumers if there's more choice Mm -hmm. it it's only better for consumers so oh absolutely and and i know that i admit um, i use google for search but i also foray in different browsers and um and i also dabble you know look into um, edge microsoft edge and you know so especially I, the new one especially the new one i haven't looked at it recently um chromium chromium edge uh edge edge was okay um mm-hmm. it was a little slow but chromium edge they've taken all the best parts of the basis of chrome and mm-hmm. um pulled all the google slowdowns out of it <laughs> okay so hey <laughs> 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 so much so that Google is starting to bring some of Microsoft's code into Chrome hmm. because Microsoft has made the browser so much better that Google is starting to implement some of Microsoft stuff. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I had a, I was looking when doing, working on the uh, rundown. I had that about the browsers, but I but I killed it. But okay. <laughs> All right. Very good. Um, in other news this week, um, the which I. I'm going to show you guys if you're watching on on on, um, on video on the um, on live on video right now for those who are listening on audio. Um, the LG Wing that was talked about that we talked about in a couple episodes, like a few weeks ago, um, is coming to Verizon on October 15th for one thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. This phone is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. Ambitious. <laughs> ambitious, yeah. Ambitious. Um, Crazy. Yeah. But ambitious. <laughs> There's a swivel screen on top. Now, guys, if you're watching the video, I'm showing the from this from um, CNET. And speaking of CNET, <laughs> we're gonna get that a little bit later later on um in the and finally segment. Um but um the um the with the going back to the uh, I can't believe it's a weird ass name. Um, the um, 
They're, uh, it's, yeah, they're, they're offering, Verizon's offering a handful of deals for people interested in buying the LG Wing. I'm not one of them. Customers can get the Wing for $14, excuse me, $41.06 a month for 24 months with a device payment plan. They're also offering, um, they're also offering $750 if you add a line on select unlimited plans and purchase LG Wing with LG Trade-In. Existing customers can get up to $500 when purchasing an LG Wing with eligible trade-in on select on the plans. The, uh, they're also offering a Verizon gift card up to $250 to people who, are, who buy LG Wing and port over a number to Verizon. Uh, it'll come to AT&T and uh, T-Mobile um, later this fall. There is no, <laughs> I'm sorry, this, again. <laughs> All right, so here's our pass. <laughs> Here's what I hear um, with these deals uh, as as uh, somebody who spent a decade selling phones. Um, these deals mean Verizon is not confident in this product. The fact that at launch, you'll essentially be able to get a thousand dollar phone for 250. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you add a line and trade in a thing. That, woo, that is not confidence in a phone. That is not confidence in a phone at all. If if it if they have confidence the first couple of months, that thing is full price, full stop. Uh, so Verizon, what this means is Verizon has some deal with LG that they have to offer all of LG's phones. <laughs> and they have no confidence that this phone is going to sell. So they're basically trying to give it away. Because mm-hmm. if you can if you can stack deals, if you can stack deals, which sometimes you can uh, with Verizon. So mm-hmm. up to 750, if you add a line mm-hmm. and purchase the wing with an eligible trade-in, so that would get right. it for 250. And right. then they're also offering a Verizon gift card up to 250 if you buy the wing and port over a number. So if it's mm-hmm. a, if you port a number, a new number, into an unlimited plan and trade in your old phone, you might be able to get this for free. That is mm-hmm. not a good sign. Right. <laughs> right. So LG thinks this phone or uh, Verizon thinks this phone is just as silly as we do. That's <laughs> right. what I, that's what I read. Oh, absolutely. Oh, same here. And also <laughs> report also with the, uh, with reporting um, from seeing that, um, that uh, this all a second ago. Um Everybody. <laughs> so uh, it, I honestly, and I'm just like, it's really, I mean, I can see, well, the foldable, phone, the foldable phones are here. Okay, that's all fine and good. You know, got, you know, that's great. But honestly, when I'm looking at, when I'm looking at this, and I'm going to show you guys back again, um, less than a couple of seconds, we'll give you guys another look at it. Um, when um the uh, honestly the this right here i mean it's it's supposed to it's supposed to swivel so and you know it's just like it, it's questionable it's questionable at best the how do you like flip it around if you wanted to go like if you wanted to do like kind of like a like an actual phone Obviously, you can't because you have to like. I don't know. Yeah, I so 
so there's a there's a reviewer at one of the sites i can't remember which one that um that's had one of these for a week or 10 days or something like that and they were they were finally allowed to to post about it mm-hmm. and they said that they have come up with a couple of cases in which if a if a developer takes advantage of the dual screen there are some really cool capabilities however mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are few and far between right uh there are some they, they said there are some really cool things you can do with this but this is not going to make your everyday better right so that's important to remember mm-hmm. so i like i can see i love the idea of being able to play a game full screen and have touch controls almost like a controller on the bottom screen that's a cool mm-hmm. capability that yeah. but a game designer has to build that in for this device which isn't going to happen because there's going to be eight of them that are sold and <laughs> only eight <laughs> i mean it's it's not the same as as like a foldable phone right where right, you've basically right. got two screens side by side well that's mm-hmm. easy to build for because the mm-hmm. uh, the the microsoft uh software development kit uh also applies to samsung phones so if you build for the duo you're also building for all of the samsung foldable phones which is a pretty good sign you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know a developer can build a capability and then spread it out across lots of devices that are out in the wild this is a one-off weirdo device that nobody's going to spend any development money on except lg mm-hmm so nobody's going to take advantage of that swivel. This is yeah. th- this is ambitious. This is ambition for ambition's sake. This is Google Wave. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a thing that in the end everybody's going to be like, I don't. I swear to God, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Looking back on this in five years, we'll be saying, I still don't understand what the wing was, and that's it's a disappointment that they would spend resources on this but yeah i don't own stock in the company so it's not my problem yeah i'm not uh yeah i'm not this is not, i don't yeah you're right probably this is probably not gonna last very long and it's gonna be you know if you for a for a new amazon uh excuse me uh Ryan package you get we'll throw in a uh, lg wing for free yeah <laughs> after a 250 dollar gift card uh, that's right. good enough that's <laughs> right. good enough i'm okay with that this is i I bet in the end, this goes down in history with the kin. Um, right, right, right. Which, in fairness, that wasn't Microsoft's screw up. That was Verizon's. Um, right. It was a texting phone that. that they required the $30 smartphone sign on. And it was so small. It the, was like. The kin, the kin one was. The kin two was bigger. Oh, my goodness. I remember seeing that. That was so small. Like it, it looked like a, like a telecommunication. <laughs> 73 days that poor thing was on the market before it was discontinued it is estimated they sold 1100 total oh wow wait i didn't buy one so i'm not part of 1100 i i have one of each um but but i didn't buy them at the time just Mm -hmm. like i have a just like i have a palm pre three that did not get purchased retail Mm. but oh yeah mike it'll go down in history with the palm pre 3 too 
because yep. that thing never actually hit the market. There you go. Well, we'll <laughs> see if the, we'll see if um, this goes into the into the uh, in the time capsule in the next five years. <laughs> Be one of those phones that in two years I'm going to buy one just as like a reminder of how dumb people can be that it's why i have the kins just a right. reminder that you can spend a lot of money and it'll still be a disaster you know i think you know i'm thinking that something is going to tell something tells me i guarantee and you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make a note of, note of my do a note to myself and i'm gonna keep an eye on it i will guarantee you go on e i'm gonna do a go uh, listing uh check on ebay watch how fast that thing is gonna be on ebay Watch how fast that eBay is going to be going on for like a thousand dollars now, but watch it go on eBay for like ten bucks. <laughs> All right. Uh, meanwhile, um, in uh, last week, uh, Amazon <laughs> made a lot of crazy announcements. Were in Scott's uh, words, <laughs> bonkers with the bonkers. Uh, <laughs> with the um, with the with the uh, what the drone uh, Amazon drone um, action uh, what was it action. Cam was it action cam or what was the, the name Amazon of it? always home camera always on camera okay <laughs> yeah it had a dumb name on top of being a bonkers product well this may not be this may not be bonkers um, Amazon on Tuesday is unveiling a new biometric technology called Amazon one that allows shoppers to pay at store by, pacing, by placing their palm over a scanning device when they walk in the door or when they check out. The first time the register is to use this tech, a customer will scan their palm and insert their payment card in a terminal. After that, they can simply pay with their hand. The hand scanning tech just isn't just for Amazon's own stores. The company hopes to sell it to other retailers, including competitors as well. The technology will be available at the entrance of two of the company's Amazon Go cashier, cashier-less convenience stores in Seattle, Washington, starting uh, this coming Tuesday or this past Tuesday, and we'll roll out to the rest of the chain's 20-plus stores, 20-plus stores in the future. Amazon Vice President Diljip, and I'm probably mispronouncing this name, this guy's name, uh, Kumar told Recode in an interview on Monday. Uh, Recode reported in December that Amazon filed a patent application for such a hand payment technology. The technology could also show up in Whole Foods stores with Amazon hinting in a press release that will introduce palm, palm payments in the coming months at other stores beyond its Amazon, Amazon Go locations. Um, Mr. Kumar wouldn't comment on a potential Whole Foods implementation, though the New York Post, did, the New York Post reported a year ago that such a plan was in the works. But the um, he did make it clear that the company expected to sell the technology at our retailers. I think this is pretty cool. But the other, you know, devil's advocate is on the other side of the coin. Excuse me, is thinking, you know, they're going to read your palm. They're collecting a lot. They're collecting data about you. Yeah, and they're going to use that in the future. Yeah, that'll. That's obviously when it comes to something like this. That's going to be the primary concern. Um, Without question. Um, you've also got the fact that, you know, Amazon has come under fire for um, using data that it has collected through its other uh, consumer facing products um, for uh, wire warrantless data access uh, for law enforcement, in particular, the ring doorbells. 
um, which has caused some problems. So the idea that they might be collecting biometric information on customers and then potentially making that available also to law enforcement could cause them a lot of trouble, especially being a company based in Seattle where um, or the, the, the store is based out of Seattle for sure. Um, where, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of hatred for law enforcement right now. So, you know, that could cause them a lot of trouble with this concept. It's an interesting idea. You know, Disney's got biometric scanners um, yep. when you come into the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be far, be far from the first time that a consumer facing company has re- had or required biometrics to use their product or service. Uh, but they're in a very different space. Orlando versus Seattle are very different places. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting technology. I don't know if it's going to work the way they think it is. Mm. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Technologically, they know how it's going to work. <laughs> right. I don't think they've put as much uh, thought into how how uh, the market will respond to it. Yeah. For me having my phone in my pocket and pairing it to my account and it, you know, walking out of the store and it going, Oh, we know who you are. Keep going. I think that's fine. I don't think this right. handprint biometric is, is needed. It's interesting. And this, obviously we know that the Amazon go stores are, are just tech prototypes. They're not intended to be sustainable stores. They're to show off technology that they're trying to license and, or uh, sell to other companies. So that's what this is. Amazon doesn't need this in this store, but they're trying to get others to adopt it. And it's my guess. Yeah. And I, and again, I think like I said, with all the, the flip side of the coin, with the wacky news from the ton of announcements they made, this one really was you know, interesting to see, um, but I'm just concerned about, you know, the privacy concerns and, you know, and how they're going to track me. You know, I just want to, if I want to go to an Amazon go store, I just want to, you know, they can sign, they can scan me, but I don't want my information being, you know, broadcast available. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, so there's other news week um, that's uh, we're um, running close to the end of our, of the podcast this week. Um, so we're going to jump in. For example, there's news about um, go back here. Um, news about um survey conducted about Apple uh, users can care about 5G and care less about 5G. Um, which, is a, which is a normal situation for Apple customers when the first iPhone came out, a survey showed that they did not care that the phone did not have 3G. They did not right. care that you could not send pictures. Uh, you could take them, but you couldn't do anything with them. Uh, they right. did not care about any of those things because right. uh, Apple customers are Apple customers. Right. <laughs> and also, um, there's news. I'm not a big fan of the Kardashians, but no celebrity is immune from hacking. Apparently, um, Kylie Jenner's makeup company had uh, warned customers of a security breach comprising, comprising of names, addresses, and the last four digits of their credit cards. Um, they sent an email about um, the trust is important. We're working diligently with Shopify to get additional information um, about it. Um, also, there's other news. Uh, Ooh, this is this is bigger than than just that, though. This oh. was a breach. This was a breach at Shopify. 
a hundred oh, okay. hundred sellers were affected by this. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So this, I, I mean, anytime there's a breach like this, it just brings me back to being happy that I use privacy for online purchases because mm -hmm. because the, have them having any of my credit card information doesn't matter. Uh, right. <laughs> they can only right. use it there. Um, mm -hmm. But the fact that Shopify had an employee steal data from at least a hundred sellers is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Everybody that purchases stuff online, pay attention mm -hmm. to your, to your uh, cards um, okay. because Shopify powers a lot of web stores. Okay. Shopify is a big deal. That is a, mm. that is not good. Okay. And this, this isn't Jenner's fault. This isn't the, Kardashian's fault. This no, is I mean, no, I was, no, I was, this is shop. <laughs> so this is Shopify's fault, and this is a big deal. And I hadn't heard about it. No, uh, that's, so that's why not I'm good. Not... I might have to cover this on the show because this is this is a big deal. No, I didn't. No, I was like, I didn't mean like slam mm -mm, mm -mm. by any means. <laughs> no, I was just um, when I was working when I was working on the um, working on this. I said I'm not. I would. This is something that's really important that I wanted to um yeah that I wanted to uh put in just so let uh, folks know you know what's going on and um about it. Yeah, it's um, a big deal. Yeah, so definitely um yeah, to keep an eye on any e you know, keep an eye on the email and um you know definitely make sure that any protection you know protections you have definitely be aware. Um also, the other news, um, there's a, there's a level, we'll have a link of all the show notes and all the news stories from this week. Um, there's also a, um, a study that was done from the um, Pew Research Center that uh, very small, about a quarter of U.S. adults um, say they get the news by watching YouTube videos. Um, there's a lot here. It's too much. <laughs> there's a lot here to I to pour over and I and it'll take me take us until like for another two hours to yeah we'll be, done on, we'll be done on Thursday <laughs> right <laughs> so um also the other there was also other news um uh, about uh, um uh, Airbnb is seeking to raise three billion dollars in IPO um disinfecting drones will isn't this isn't this the world's weirdest time for a travel company to try right. and do an IPO? and they, just, and they announced <laughs> and they announced and they announced a lot of restrictions as well like a couple months ago about it um uh also um uh this there's disinfecting drones that will clean atlanta stadium between events so we'll have a link up in the show notes on that and finally this week now um what i'm doing is this is what we're doing is going to be a twofer because <laughs> <laughs> because <coughs> excuse me because i found this like really odd and and very interesting at the same time and this is from the first and finally um is from cnet now when we report on the cover we we take a look at the news of the week or tech news of the week we look at cnet Android Central, Recode, from one end of the spectrum of the tech news um, to the other. How CNET reported this, and CNET, if you're listening or watching, and I think you're a great tech site, stick the tech. <laughs> so CNET has reported 
about Subway bread. Now, they're saying that, at least in Northern Ireland, it's not technically bread at all. And this is fascinating. The And this is also in the food genre we've been doing for the past month. <laughs> the Irish Supreme Court has ruled that the stuff encases a Subway sandwich contains too much sugar to legally count as bread. This is, and this is when, and I... <laughs> Kid you not about this. This is a this is a this is a weird legal ruling. Apparently, obviously, a subway sandwich is made out with bread, but occasionally courts have to consider the ingredients of a food item to determine its status for tax purposes. The ruling was prompted after a subway franchisee in Ireland tried to claim exemption from a from VAT or value added add tax, a sales tax that is implied to staple items. State tax law, excuse me, set a legal definition of what counts as a staple and should be exempted from tax so the price stays affordable to all. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's fascinating for sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I, I tend to click on on Facebook is when there's those uh, – 20 things foreigners find weird about America. I'm Me always fa- I'm always fascinated by those. Um because it's always interesting to to see your own world through somebody else's eyes. Um, mm-hmm. which is absolutely the case in those things. And one of the one of the top uh comments is how everything is so sweet here, including mm-hmm. the bread. Right. And so Ireland has made it official. <laughs> mm-hmm. American bread is too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fascinating. Uh, I and I and I when I when I when I, when I was when I was doing the working on the rundown, you know, and I sent this to to um to Scott um via um DM them, I was like I, I said I gotta put this in. I I because like and I again again two things that, that struck me as odd. One again, again, CNET. I'm I'm not throwing I'm not throwing shade at you. Uh, you're a great tech news site, <laughs> but <laughs> why? So, <laughs> okay, so I I can at least partially answer that question. Okay, um, good. Because for, I... <laughs> for me, in our rundown document, when I mouse over the top paragraph, um. It doesn't take me to CNET. It takes me to cbsnews.com, which is the parent of CNET. And so my guess is this was one of those one of those topics where the parent company said, um, so this happened. Your readers might find it as weird as we do. Hmm. Uh, and CNET went, yep, you're right. And they probably, they likely just republished the CBS News article. Okay. <laughs> It is probably the same thing, just mm-hmm. uh, just under the CNET heading instead of the CBS News heading, uh, okay. which because uh, the headline's the same. Okay, no, it's not it's similar. It's similar, <laughs> um, but yeah. So it's okay. It's all owned by CBS News, and so they get stuff handed down from above. That's how some of these big conglomerates work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I didn't understand it, but I thought I thought it was I thought it was hilarious nonetheless, and I had to I had I wanted to put this in. It is so weird for so many reasons. One, yes, Subway's mm. bread 
even above regular American bread. Subway's bread is so right. sweet. Um, right. And, and it's funny because being from Florida, we don't interact with Subway that much because we have public subs here. Which makes Subway look like... <sighs> anyway. Uh, right. But, but on top of it, their bread is so sweet that mm-hmm. I hate it. Uh, so, yeah, that makes sense. And then... Uh yeah, CNET. Want CNET? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I and I have to admit I although I love the photo that CNET chose to run for this article. It is so funny because it's it's just like a woman looking longingly into her sub. Wait, 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 won't before uh before <laughs> Before I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull. I'm just gonna pull this up right and right now. Give me there. We go. Yeah. <laughs> Where did they even get this photo? It's so weird. <laughs> she, why is she looking longingly into the sandwich? Like, <laughs> I simply don't. Who took this? Oh my god, it's from Getty Images. <laughs> All right, if given a hundred guesses, Getty Images would not have been on my list of places where they might have gotten this photo. Although the stuff available on Getty Images is getting weird. Mm-hmm. Right. There's some wildly inappropriate stuff in there that wouldn't have been in there 10 years ago. But th- this is so weird. <laughs> when you sent it to me the fr- mm-hmm. like the first thing I did was looked at this and I'm like what is happening <laughs> I didn't even deal with the story at first I dealt right. with this weird picture first right. <laughs> I didn't think you would do that how, how can anybody be this excited about a Subway Ooh. sandwich uh, yeah, and I have to, and I have to admit, I visit my visit Florida, my family um, a few years ago, and I went. To, I told got this my 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 love for Publix and their their sandwiches are like out of this world. I have yeah, to it's unfair. One one hundred and ten percent. One hundred ten percent. It is unfair. They, you want to talk about a market advantage? Yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody taking advantage of their position in the market. Publix is taking right. advantage of the fact that they've got the best supply of uh, of deli meats in the mm-hmm. area. They went, well, we've mm-hmm. got bread and we've got deli meat fresh. Right. Well, how right. are we not making sandwiches? Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody else has to like ship it in pre-sliced every day or every couple days. And sometimes it's frozen. <laughs> Publix right. is like, we've already got this stuff in stock. Let's just right. do it. Right. Oh my goodness. But yeah, that picture freaks me out. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to give I don't want to give you a nightmare, Scott. <laughs> and in finally part two. Um now um there was a young lady who um professed her love for Dairy Queen and uh their DQ, DQ ranch. And um it went viral. I'm sorry, their DQ what? Ranch. Like ranch dressing? Ranch dressing, yeah. Okay. So, wait, it gets better. 
<laughs> she said in her in her tweet, and she posted this many months ago, back in April. "Quote: DQ Ranch is unbeatable." Apparently, um, DQ's um, social media team found that tweet last month, and they followed up with her, including um, that receiving a ranch care package. Now, she was not expecting this, and I'm going to pull up the the, uh, the TikTok video, and I'm going to see if I can, hopefully, I can play the audio. So I can hear if you're watching on video right now. <clears throat> and this is what she received from from Dairy Queen. What in the world is that? Ooh. So um, and I'm going to see if I can, oh, I just blew up way too much here. Um, this is what the other video was prior to the. I believe possibly only you can hear it. Can't hear it. No, I'm not hearing anything. Okay. It may not be, it oh. may not be going out over live. Streamyard oh, okay. may only Streamyard may only do video to protect you. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Okay. So, <laughs> it's, um, all right. So, if you're watching, why well, I was trying to play the video in the audio, but yeah, I was going to hear it. So they sent a package, um, a poster, and it's going way too fast. Yeah, and <laughs> so I can play. It okay, again. that that is. <sighs> This is the best. <laughs> so she just like either did on TikTok or on Twitter. She posted that she posted that she liked that she liked their their ranch and uh, and that was that was all we needed. Yeah. Okay. And apparently, found it in September. This is the tweet was posted in April. And, Why is uh, she using that big kitchen knife to open that box? <laughs> oh my god! And it's a hey, hey, Chris. Let me give you a, a helpful advice. <laughs> Always aim the knife away from the goo. Never pull it towards you. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So that's fun. You want to know the real fun part of it? Hmm. Uh, they use Hidden Valley Ranch, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm looking at I'm looking at an article posted 21 hours ago that says uh, that that Dairy Queen uses Hidden Valley Ranch. There's nothing special about it. <laughs> the same thing you get right. at the grocery store, right? <laughs> Which makes all of it even better. And apparently there's some TikTok users that were wondering about this. And one said, I'm so confused by this. One said, why, why was I expecting a bucket of ranch? <laughs> not even I'm surprised. A I'm surprised that's not what it was. Yeah, I um yeah, I um yeah, she said that she was disappointed. She was low-key disappointed it wasn't ranch. And so but 
Apparently this apparently this got viral by um, over six hundred fifty thousand views. So okay, yeah. so okay, so <laughs> I, I'm looking at some backstory here. The reason why this video was found now and not when it happened <laughs> is because um, Dairy Queen is now uh, serving their chicken strips with hidden Valley ranch dressing. And so to kick off, to kick off this new menu item, they decided to try and go viral by uh, taking advantage of this poor girl, Chris, who, uh, who's obsessed with their ranch. And they're like, Hey, I bet if we sent her something, she'll post about it and it'll go big. And they were right. So, yeah. So congratulations to the marketing company that is that is helping Dairy Queen launch their new chicken strips uh, because that was genius. You got us talking about it. Impressive. Yep. There you go. And a link up is in the show notes. So uh, hopefully. Uh... <laughs> so I did. So we did Dairy Queen and Hidden Valley Ranch uh, some justice um, or sweet justice. You find some <laughs> weird stuff and I love it. That is, see, that is, again, that is my, you know, you know, with this, with this podcast, you know, I want to make sure that you leave on a good note. And it's always fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's always fun. That's why I wanted, that's why I wanted to put this in as a twofer because I was going, I was, you know, there are times working on, you know, working on my, working on uh, the, um, the rundown, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I want to put things in, you know, because there's a lot of news. So I want to kind of whittle it down and keep it under, you know, under, you know, under um, an hour. You know, and do, again, don't want to delve, go away, because it's gonna. I don't want to keep people to sleep, or you know, <laughs> or <clears throat> you know. Fair so enough. I wanted to, you know. So that's why I wanted to, um, um, but I wanted to. Uh, Put this in, like I said, as a little twofer, you know, more to this week, and there's a lot going on in the news this week. Um, and so, you know, that was my um, want to put that in as a twofer. All right, very good, excellent. All right, that is the tech news for this week for Friday, October 2nd, 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to watch and tune in at gncweekly.com slash live Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So please be sure, please, please would love to have people uh, like and subscribe. Or my wife says, because uh, she subscribed um, to my the channel, um, smash that like button. <laughs> to the <laughs> to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. Um, I don't know how why people say smash the like button, but and, okay. and make sure make sure you hit the notification bell because subscriptions don't mean much on YouTube. Right. Make sure to select always to always so you'll be notified in the next live video. Um, or you can, or please be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app, and be sure to tune in with Scott and Abram Pilch on FI Refreshing Technology Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at pluggitslive.com/slash/join us. 
comments on this week's episode, especially about uh, if you're what choice of bread you like. <laughs> We've been yes. really, <laughs> I would love to hear them. We would love to hear from them. Um, head on over to gncweekly.com slash connect and connect via, via email, Twitter, or Facebook. I am on Twitter. I am at Kirk. Corliss Scott is on Twitter at triple T-M-A-B-O. Till the next episode of the GNC Week in Review. So long. Ciao.